Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Dean. Yeah, Brad? So, by the book just finished, it's sixth season. Do you think we'll start to do one of those hokey husbands episode intros this time? Uh, I don't know. You know, we've done enough bonus episodes. I don't think we need to do that shtick anymore. Right, because we've evolved, right? We're our own people now. We're not just the husband stumbling into the studio and degrading ourselves with self-help puns. <laughs> Great. So, agreed. No corny, hey, Dean, hey, Brad right. type intro. We're just not doing it this time. Ha! Too late. You already did it. That's right. We were rolling the whole time. And what a perfect corny intro because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalanta Greenberg. (sighs) And I'm Brad. And I'm Dean. And this is our seasonal husband's bonus episode of By the Book. Your life is going down the drain. You're in so much pain. You need some help. Ooh, self-help. By the book, 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 by the book. That's right. It's time for another By the Book bonus episode, our between seasons treat for your ears. And today it's all about America's favorite husbands, Brad and Dean. This is part of our current crop of bonus episodes that we're releasing every other week until the season seven premiere. And if every other week isn't enough for you, be sure to check out our other show, We Love You and So Can You. It's a makeover show for your heart. In each episode, we help a guest tackle a predicament in their life. Maybe it's learning how to relax. Maybe it's learning how to be a little bit more creative. Maybe it's moving cross-country for your partner. And when you listen to that show, your heart's going to be filled with love because the show is a makeover show for your heart. All right, enough shop talk, Kristen. Let's get to The husbands. Yes, let's get to it. All of you out there have written in with a lot of questions for America's favorite husbands. And let's start off with ones that specifically have to do with buy the book, shall we? Yes. 
All right. First question is from Kate, who says, Dean and Brad, how do you feel about the fact that your wives talk about having sought out therapy so much on the show? Have you ever gone to a therapist yourself? Growing up, what were your thoughts on therapy? Wow. Good question. I mean, I'm horrified by therapy. Yeah. I really think it's it's complete. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I'm not at all worried about Kristen talking about therapy. Yes, I have been to a therapist. Yes, I think therapy is an incredibly valuable tool, particularly in today's world. Um, it's very different, though, than how I grew up. Yeah. In New Zealand? Yeah. Not not a big therapy, therapy island? Me too. No, not a thing. Just in Orange not County, California? Like, also really? not a big therapy island. I feel island. like people really? now go, it's very like, you see it on every, like, representation of Orange County that it's yeah. very like you go to your yoga then you go to a therapist that's not what I was raised doing but yeah. now like we still go to a couple's therapist yeah. I think it's great yeah. it's like lifting weights for your relationship keeps it buff keeps it in shape I love it yeah mm. and you're okay that I talk about it oh yeah no I think I think it's so important what you guys do to tell people like it's not weird it's helpful it's good it's normal like I love it awesome great so you didn't know anybody in all of New Zealand who went to therapy when you were growing up Ooh. I can't think of anybody all the way through high school, maybe even college. I don't Whoa. think I know anybody who went to therapy. Who said they went to therapy. Right, exactly. Mm, and yeah. so that may be very much it, right? It might just have been a bit of a taboo in New Zealand and people just didn't talk about it. Um, and I did not go to therapy in New Zealand. I did go to therapy here and have gone to therapy and go to therapy. <laughs> Yay, therapy. Yay, therapy. <laughs> all right. Nellie has this question. What was your reaction, husbands, when you learned that Kristen and Jolenta were going to live by the joy of sex? Did you feel vulnerable discussing your sex life Oof. on the podcast? Excited? Nervous? That was that was a high wire ride. <laughs> <laughs> gets always gets nervous whenever I bring up sex and like have my phone out to record. <laughs> He's bright red right now. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking about the book. Yeah, it was, yeah. That's the other thing. Was like also like the book is like it is every bit of the seventies. Oh boy, vibe is it what? there. It oh is my a, gosh. Yes. <laughs> so you felt nervous. I still feel nervous right now, and we <laughs> okay. already lived by it. Okay, okay. So I didn't, I didn't feel, I, I did feel nervous before the episode, but once I actually got into the book, I'm like, oh, oh, this. I don't, right. I'd never read it before, um, and yeah, I guess I, I guess I get a little bit nervous talking about that kind of stuff because it's quite personal, and there's a lot of people I know who listen to this show. But once we were into the book, it was fine. I really I completely boned up on the Kama Sutra. So what did be you say? You boned up Whoa. on the Kama Sutra. <laughs> but I mean, I I have to give us credit, Jolenta. I think yeah. we were pretty tasteful and we didn't get overly graphic I with agree. anything. I agree. Like it could have been very, very, very graphic. But did you, but you, like you had people who said like, oh, so I heard the uh, Joy of Sex episode. Because people definitely said that to me. No, yeah. really? Yeah. Yes, a, I, at who? work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I had, I had a couple of people say that too. But oh. I'm like, it, Okay. I mean, yeah. it's 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 a podcast. Sex is part of our lives. Sex yes. is part of sure. our lives. There's nothing wrong with it. It's right. not dirty. It's not horrible. It's just a thing. And yeah, you might not want to listen to me talk about it. I understand that too. Skip the episode. But I just uh, didn't like the. I didn't like. So the talking was fine. It's the. It's literally like you guys in the mm. bathtub or whatever. Like like it's that vibe wow. of. I'm, I'm going back seasons. Why? What? I know, but you I'm never saying, talk about you and me in the bathtub. No, I just know. me and Kristen. That scene got cut. I'm just saying it's the it's the like when we're sitting 
sitting around later and you hear us just both like, <sighs> and we're in the afterglow. Oh, like stop! Why well, I didn't know you would put that in. I did not know you. Put he that was in. very upset by the episode. Do you think about like, oh my god, like like Gillette's mom listens to this, or like no. my mom listens to it? No. no, I don't think about the family so much. You don't care about just, that. Like, strangers, yeah, <laughs> strangers, literal strangers. Ay ay ay. Moving on. Uh, this question comes from Heather, who says. Do you know what book they're reading and have clues as to how it might affect their behavior? Or are you in the dark most of the time? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I, I know the books most of the time, uh, but I don't necessarily read them. Yeah. That would be never. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't expect you to. I feel like I've even heard in the episodes, it, like, Kristen explaining the book more to you and saying, yeah. I'm living yes. by this book where I have to do this. Jolento doesn't really do that with me. She just comes up and I'll, I think in the Phyllis Diller one, that was the one, right, where you just like left the dishes undone mm. for days and days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so th smart. That you had eaten from and cooked on. And, oh, like, we're going to rehash a bit. Too. I had nothing to do with these dishes. <laughs> and then you tell me, by the way, I'm living by this While book. he's cleaning, I come sometimes. in with the microphone being like, what are you doing? So there are sorry, other yeah. ones where you've, it's like 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, this next question is great. It's from Tabby, who says, I want to know what Dean thought of the Lucky Charms, a.k.a. Brad's impression of his accent. <laughs> sorry, I can't remember. So, uh, sorry, I can't remember what episode it was. Does anybody else remember what episode Tabby, that was? Tabby, it was uh, the house, the housekeeping, Phyllis Diller's housekeeping. Oh, yes, that's right. Episode. <laughs> He was reenacting a kitchen fight between Dean and Kristen. Can you can you do it again yeah, right now? Give us a sample. Do it again for us. So I just always think of Kristen. Help me find me lucky charms. I always, yeah. think, I always think of Kristen being like, "Oh, Dean, can you tell me more about this book?" And Dean goes, "Yes, yes." <laughs> and I called that the frosted lucky charms accent because it is the most cartoonish thing. Because that's it doesn't. Ever, it's not it accurate. It doesn't it's, sound like anybody I know no. except for a cartoon. But I love it. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Good, you know what? Good. I I love listening to my to my voice recorded. So when I hear somebody else playing back my voice recorded, it's, it's just good. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. like a double tribute to yeah. yourself. <laughs> I love it, Dean. The only person on the planet who likes hearing his uh, yeah, own I voice. Know. It's like I the only apologize who never to all to of die. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, as you should. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next question is from Catherine. Catherine says, Dean. It's been revealed in many episodes that you do all the housekeeping. How can I convince my own husband to do all the cooking and housework too? Seconded. I, you, I, I don't know. I, I love doing it. I love cleaning things. You got to find that appealing angle. It, it's a satisfying feeling for me when the kitchen is clean or the bathroom is clean. And I don't, a lot of what I do in my job doesn't have a definitive, finite sort of like end point, right? Mm -hmm. I don't produce an episode that can then get published. Mm -hmm. I manage 35, 50 people. You know how Brag. you know how you know when you're done? You you don't. You're never done. That there's no goals. <laughs> right, right. There's no um, end point. There's whereas no at home, tangible... I can come home and I can like clean the bowl until it's sparkling, hmm. and then I feel good because it's done. You know. Um, and so that's just me. I don't. If your partner does not get that kind of satisfaction out of those kinds of things, that's a really hard thing to change. Mm. Um, but you should at least talk about it. This next question is a doozy, and it's from Becca Joe a creative genius, who says, if self-help books were people, for this season's book, who would you marry, bang, and kill? 
Wow. Marry, bang, kill. So I totally marry Dale Carnegie. How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think Love it's it. a great book. Love it. Absolutely great. And you've read it before. I read it before. I had uh, I had read Who Moved My Cheese. Mm-hmm. It was actually a very useful book for me at a particular part in my career during the financial crisis and whatnot. Mm. And fuck that one. Yeah. Um, Kill? Oh, wow. I really, I really think that uh, on being a real person um, uh, yes. might be the one that I would kill. But there's tedious. several on this list that really shouldn't be on anybody's You would shelf. commit multiple murders Absolutely. if given the choice. If given the choice, I would very much commit multiple homicide on Interesting. some of these books. Right. It's funny. I have, I have very different ones for all, all these. Right, I don't think they disagree with you. I just think they're different. Like, I would marry... Phyllis Diller's housekeeping hints. You I think that's the it. most charming. I d- and I also married it. I literally married it. <laughs> um, but I, I just think that's the most charming. Like it's subversive, edgy, and fun, and it's it's everything that I like. Um, let's see. I would bang the dance of anger again. I bang the dance of anger. <laughs> like, I'm married. I'm married. She likes and to be a little scared. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I just I think it's a, I think it's such an, uh, a good like glimpse. For you know a loser like me to like see inside, hey. like, oh, this makes more sense. My loser, loser, he means straight white You're guy. Right. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'd kill, uh, I'd kill the joy of sex. This was a nightmare. This it thing, was a nightmare. Plus, the guy just sounds like a loser. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh my god. Like oh, trust, trust me, trust yeah. me. They. He- they dig this. I don't, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, I don't think so. And then I remember, I also, I agree with Dean. I liked how to win friends and influence people, but to me that feels like that ex, that ex-girlfriend from like earlier. And you're like, oh. I wish I could have dated it and then sort of moved on. Then you move on. Yeah, then you move on. No, I, I, on. I, can, I can see that. Mm. I was I glad, it was good for me at the time, but honestly, we've moved on yeah. As, yeah. as a society. Interesting. I like it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we're back, we've got some questions that have nothing to do with buy the book for the husbands. Stay with us. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Okay, we are back with our special guests, the husbands, 
Brad and Dean, and we've got a fun grab bag of listener questions to ask them, beginning with some relationship questions. Okay, Jenny has a question for Dean. She says, you've mentioned in past episodes that you met Kristen on Tinder. What advice do you have for all the ladies out there dating online? There are so many creeps online, and it's so easy to get discouraged. How can we find a great catch like you? Kristen, did you write this? This is a paraphrase <laughs> of someone's question. I know it is. No, because just, you people were like, are always got a great catch like my People husband. are always writing in, yep. talk about how bad online dating is, and they're always asking me about it. It's like, no. It's like uh, a third of humans find their husbands or wives online nowadays, so stop acting like it's so horrible. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> anyway, yeah. go ahead. Um, and it's... It, it, it's a numbers game in some cases. Some of it is really horrible. Like I, online dating was not fun and then it was fun and then it was not fun. And then it was fun. Like this is just how those cycles go. Um, how do you find a great person? Uh, the same way you do anywhere else. You communicate with them. You try to be yourself and hope they're trying to be themselves. You sniff for when they're not. Like, uh, cause sometimes people are not, I totally get it. There are some assholes on there and some crazy people. Mm. Um, it's just like almost anything else. Don't forget there's, uh, lots of people at that bar and not all of them are going to want to hang out with you. It's mm. the same online. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds a lot like real life dating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's nothing really different about it except that, uh, you're texting first typically mm -hmm. instead of talking first. All right, Chris, and this isn't me, this is somebody else, says, I'm in a newish relationship and we are planning to move in together in the next few months. What advice do you wish you had before moving in with Kristen and Jolenta? Mm, good mm. question. I mean, it is like a real thing. Like you are becoming roommates with this person who you primarily like or love like for lots of reasons that have nothing to do with them as a roommate right, right. so like you're you're fomenting this this relation this brand new relationship with them and and that takes all the things that it does with just your regular roommate that you went to college with like there are going to be great conversations there needs to be social time built in there need to be tough conversations sometimes and they all need to come from a place of respect the and they almost need to be treated more carefully because you are hopefully going to have that roommate for even longer than like your sophomore year or something. So, you, you, but you need to treat it as a new stage of the relationship. And that might mean, oh, I feel more like of the load of doing this, or I feel like you never do that. Like it's important to treat like a, its own thing. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know if you remember a few seasons ago, we were talking about the fact that when Kristen moved in with me, um, she moved into my place with my stuff. Yeah. And yeah, she bought some stuff and there was, you know, drawers and wardrobes and, you know, a bunch of kitchen stuff. Witches and lions. <laughs> <laughs> lions and wolves and bears. Um, and, uh, but it didn't feel like her place because it was my place with my stuff and her stuff put around it. And I think it wasn't until we had that conversation where I'm like, oh, wow, I hadn't thought about that. You know, it must feel a little weirdly temporary. And if I hadn't known that earlier... I would have made a much bigger deal about maybe doing things like taking all the art off the walls, mm, right? Yeah. And then saying, hey, let's put up either my art, if you don't have any, um, or our art. Like our time like, together starts now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And making more of a, a concrete sort of a like active decision about that. I as like opposed that. to just moving some undies into a drawer and calling you I mean, moved like, in. You, we live together now. Like literally moving yourself aside instead like, yeah, look at nice, this as positive nice. thing. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's cool. I mean, to sort of speak to that, like one of the things I remember most about us living together where I was like, oh, this is real, was like us putting 
like our bookshelf together, not the bookshelf, yeah. but like putting mm-hmm. stuff in the bookshelf. And we're like, oh, we don't need two copies of this anymore. Like, and like all of our books were like all of a sudden commingled and they were our That's books, cool. not like mine and his. And it was like, whoa. But it made it feel so real that I think right. it's a it's an important aspect. Yeah. Here's a nice heavy question for you guys from Aaron, who says, Brad and Dean. Jolenta and Kristen talk pretty regularly about race, gender, and privilege on the show. How often do you talk about these things in real life? As a white lady, I really suffer a lot of discomfort when I hear those words, and I imagine it must be even worse for white men. How do you get past the urge as two white guys to cringe when you hear the words white privilege? Cringe when I hear the words white privilege? So I I don't cringe. I really don't feel that that's a cringy phrase. Um, I, I don't think when I was growing up, I thought very much about race. I came from New Zealand. It's a slightly different sort of a racial background. Um, and I probably, Especially on the South Island where you were from. Especially on the South Island. It's 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 really not as diverse as, as the north of New Zealand, let alone a place like New York where I am today. Um, but I think that it's, you know, over time, getting exposed to different perspectives, I do see the fact that um, yeah, maybe I was lucky. I have a funny accent and I'm a white guy in New York City. That's that's a privilege. That's a gold mine. That is a freaking gold mine. Um, and, you know, I don't take that for granted. I acknowledge it. And if somebody wants to talk about it, if someone wants to uh, call me out on it for something, I'm just going to engage them in a conversation about it. It's my job to understand how I interact with the world and those around me. And I think that that's, that's a reason that I don't cringe from it. Yeah, and I think, Dean, you and I would have a really hard time dating if you had a hard time uh, talking yeah. about race because— <laughs> All Kristen does is point out white privilege, like usually <laughs> when you're being privilege-y. Yeah. <laughs> well, I probably had a big blind spot about it for a while. Right. But after I had uh, you know, grown up and gone to the workforce in New Zealand and then moved to the States, that blind spot got smaller and smaller and smaller as I experienced more and more of these things. And I feel like I, I grew up talking a lot. Like I'm very much the center of attention. And I, I think it's important to remember that— if somebody's bringing it up to you, that is that is a tenth of what's going on in their head. So it's nice to like be able to listen mm-hmm. to what other people are saying and not get so defensive with with well, you're forgetting my perspective. Like I I make my perspective known all the time. So I don't necessarily like it's nice to I think it's helpful not to come in hot with your perspective when so, it's probably taking a lot for somebody to even bring it up in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think we should also remind people who feel uncomfortable with the term white privilege. We're not saying your life is easy or perfect. We're just saying race is not part of the problem if you're exactly. white in America because white people do have more advantages oh, yeah. in our culture. Yeah. We're not just, saying the rest of your life's easy. Yeah, we're just saying you don't face as many racial inequalities as those who are not white. Yes, exactly. All right, next question is for you, Brad. It's from Jill. Jill says, what has it been like reporting on the presidential election? What's your day-to-day life like out in the field? So reminder to people who don't know, Brad works in political reporting, and um, you are really in the thick of it. You're not like sitting in just like an office, like typing all day. You're actually out in the field. A lo- I will say, I will say a good chunk of my life is yes. I sit at my desk and I let lots of news come into me and it's my job to kind of like organize it so that it actually makes sense to somebody sitting at home. I have also done at 2016. I literally spent that whole year on the road reporting on the election in the primaries this year. I, I went to Iowa. I went to New Hampshire. I've like done the thing. I know my way around that kind of environment. Uh, it's 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 such a pri- talk about privilege. It's such a privilege to get to go out to places where I do not know what it's like to be from there, and yet get to ask people exactly what they think. And I'll tell you, there are people who 
do not want to share things with you who all of a sudden you just scratch under the surface a little bit. You get to know them. All of a sudden they're sharing things with you. They haven't shared with any anyone else. There's other people who like you cannot get them to shut up either way. <laughs> like it, it's so it's so enlightening and illuminating at every point. Like whether it's somebody who feels really plugged into the news and they're telling you everything that's like gold on your microphone or whether there's somebody who's like their answers are horrible for the radio, horrible for podcasts. They're still really, really useful. And I feel like I have one of the best jobs in the world where I just get to ask people this stuff. I don't know. You'd want to know when you're just sitting around wondering how the rest of the world works. It's very cool. Do you get enough sleep? No, no, no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but it's good. And, and, and it is also fun to – like you get to talk – especially in places like Iowa, New Hampshire, you literally just get to wander up to candidates and to people – and to experts, to people that you have no business really talking to in right. real life. You get to go up to them <laughs> and figure out what makes them tick and just ask them honest questions and sometimes get honest answers. It's very, it's very, very cool. Wow. Okay. Up next, question for Dean. Deirdre says, Dean, are there things you do to try to bring your New Zealand culture to your life in America with Kristen? Also, what is New Zealand culture? You know, it's very close to Minnesotan culture, I think. Really? Yeah. I think it's one of the things that Kristen and I bonded yeah. over you in our love first date. We love manners and toast we with love weird manners, spread. manners, toast with all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff on it. Grandparents, these are things that we love. Um, it's totally a natural part of our culture. New Zealand is also weirdly a Pacific island, so there's a lot of Pacific island influence. If anybody's ever watched New Zealand play in any kind of sporting event, you will have seen the haka. Yes. Um, it is a it, Maori war dance. It's the coolest um, thing in the world. It is uh, a way to try and intimidate your foes before you uh, typically don't go into battle. Hmm. So what actually happened after most hakas was people, people were leave. like, okay, that was scary. I don't want to fight no, those people because no. they're scary and they went home. It was kind of like a dance off. Um, oh my gosh, and, I love it. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I, in terms of New Zealand culture, the one thing that if you ask any Kiwi, what is New Zealand culture? They're going to say it's the tall poppy syndrome. What's that? It's almost the opposite of how I think a lot of people operate in America. And that is that in New Zealand, People really don't like the tall poppy. Don't want to be special. You don't they want to don't stand want out. to be special. They don't want to stand out. That is out. like Midwestern culture. Yes, that's yeah, very, it's Midwestern very Midwestern. Also. Oh, as you well. think you're so special? Yeah, you don't yeah. want to be special. Yeah, you, you don't. You, you're all fancy now. You're putting the frozen peas in your hot dish. Exactly. Yeah, not can't. Exactly. That kind of thing in New Zealand is is almost all pervasive. But honey, I think you also left out all the importance of food that you bring into our household. We eat a lot of New Zealand. I foods. was going to say I never that heard Kristen talk about rugby until she was with you. You definitely brought that into her life. Bought yeah. some. Rugby, I uh, bought a lot of New Zealand foods. Pies, um, pavlovas. Mm, pies yummy. Pavlovas. Yes, oh, now I'm hungry. That. And then we celebrate Watungi Day over here. Yeah. Okay. Next question, Brad, is for you. It's from Jess who says, what is on your baking bucket list these <gasps> days? Is there something you're dying to learn how to bake that we haven't heard about yet on the show? Jess, I have been thinking all year about, I'm looking forward already to next Christmas. Wow. I am looking for like a meat pie sort of situation. <gasps> yes. I've never That's made a good meat pie. Oh my gosh. Really? Oh my gosh. I should you just get your recipe. Yeah, absolutely. I've never made a good meat pie. I even was watching like a, a thing, a video, a baking video. She watches baking like, videos all the where time, guys. <laughs> where like you need to vent it, not just with like the holes, but like also you even get like a little uh, 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 like ceramic or metal yep. vent that to you put plug in, middle, in so, yeah. right, and let all that steam oh. get out. I'm jacked about like a good meat pie later this year. I'm still looking to improve on croissants. I've only made them a couple times. Does this take a long time? He makes Jess, a dense croissant. I could go on, but thank you for asking. 
I'm hungry right now. <laughs> all right. Next question is from Mary, who says, if you all went on a double date vacation together, where would you go? I, well, I think we, we basically have planned this in our heads already. Yes. We've discussed this already. Disney World. So Disney World. We agree, okay. right? Disney World. Also, yeah. I just feel like Kristen and I should experience Florida together as Golden Girls fans. Oh, yes. I'm wearing my Golden Girls shirt today, she which is. nobody uh, can see who's listening. It but says stay golden, and there's a drawing of the girls yes. who are golden. That's right. All right. On that note, we're going to take another quick break. But when we're back, we have a little visit from America's favorite controversial dog, Frank. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. are back and before we go no husband's episode would be complete without a visit from brad and jolenta's dog frank come on in frank hello thank you hi everyone hi frank <laughs> hi there uh dean do you want to help me ask frank some questions here sure i have a great question here from Kristen. not this one but somebody out there in podcast land for frank do you feel your style of humor aligns well with phyllis diller Oh, definitely. Uh, Phyllis Dogger is one of my favorites because she's got a silly sense of humor. And, you know, I don't like doing dishes neither. And we have a second and final question for you, Frank, from Rachel. Rachel says, Frank, a while back when you were dressed as a squirrel, how did you feel about being dressed as an animal you would prefer to eat? Well, at first it was confusing, then degrading. <laughs> She's not good. Not good. <laughs> then it got confusing again because Brad and Julianta put me on a tree stump. And I was like, I'm above the ground. I'm dressed as a squirrel. I want to eat myself. Who am I? Where am I? It was disorienting and honestly rude. Mm. <laughs> but then the next year they dressed me up as a beanie baby. And that was even worse because then people wanted to take me home and put me in the closet and forget about me for 30 years. <laughs> Oh, Frank, you are too much. Always a delight. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I never forget everyone. Twamp 2020. Oh, my God. Frank, okay. get out. Okay. Go. Okay. Go to your bed. And that's it for this bonus episode of By the Book. Huge thanks to the husbands, Brad and Dean, for joining us today. You got it. Thanks for having us back. Always a pleasure. 
Huge thanks also to our amazing production team at Stitcher, Nora Ritchie, who produced this episode, Andy Christens, who mixed this episode, Daisy Rosario, our executive producer, and Chris Bannon, who's the chief content officer here at Stitcher. Thanks also to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, and to Jared Arnold, who produced the current season's version of the theme song, and again to Nora Ritchie, who sings the theme song this season. Stay in touch. Tell us about your experiences with partners, spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, living with anyone, sharing a life with anyone. Tell us about self-help books. Tell us about other animals you've dressed your animals as. Our email address is kristinandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at ByTheBookPod. And of course, we always love hearing your beautiful voices. So leave us a voicemail message at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. And don't forget to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. I'm Brad. And I'm Dean. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Goodbye. The thing I love about Nora's thing is the K at the end of book, right? (laughs) By the book. Stitcher. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.